1: Martial arts champion in search of the glow. Master, I need more. Time. I am no longer your master. A rock and roll star on the rise. I know what it's like to lose precious things. A madman. Shogun of Harlem. Oh. Ah! A maniac. You're going to put my video on your show, aren't you? The answer is no. Yeah! Help me! And the glamour, the power. And the sound
0: of Motown.
1: I don't want you to kill anybody.
0: Are you out of your mind?
1: And the Leroy Green I'm looking for, is a little pop thinks he's a kung fu master. I am no master. You sure look like a master to me. This is Barry Gordy's "The Last Dragon." Oh. Oh. It's about the power of the glow. Time-Ock.
0: Vanity. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Directed by Michael Schultz, a Motown Productions picture from Tristar. Alright guys, welcome back to the Tragicus Cinema. This is episode, well technically it's like 120, but we yeah. call it episode 39. <laughs> uh, we'll be discussing the film, it was a uh, request um, from a long time ago from Marcus Clark. But I know you said you wanted to do it yeah. as well. So this is The Last Dragon. Last Dragon. hand do I don't know if I'm watching the movie. That might be the last movie, you know, because it was terrible. <laughs> nah, we'll get to it. But, but uh, before we start, Terrence, guess what? It is time for the return of The Question of I the Episode. I forgot about The Question of the Episode. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. You forget a lot of stuff. I know. Terrence, what is your favorite
1: martial arts film my favorite martial arts film all right it's gonna be a toss-up between
0: no <laughs> one
1: <laughs> not nah. two um so you have to choose i want to say uh probably fearless with jet Li was jet a Li? really good one that was i just really enjoyed the story because that was based off a true story uh fearless um and then I also nope. enjoyed... I know, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, in my mind, I was jumping between Fearless and uh, Crash and Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Was, you know, just, that was a great just one. Just a really good classic. For
0: me, uh, growing up, um, I always loved Return of the Dragon. That's where uh, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris oh, fight man. in the Coliseum. That's classic. I mean, you can't go wrong with them too, man. I and, like the, and that uh, was too great. you know what I mean, oh, on absolutely. screen. Loved it. So... The Last Dragon. Are you ready to dive into this? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Are you sure? Because <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready. <laughs> Watching it was painful enough. <laughs> All right, Terrence, take it away. Last the Last Dragon, Dragon release
1: date, March 22nd, 1985. Uh, its budget was $10 million. Uh, its opening weekend was uh, $5.2 And that, that opened in... Uh, and that was... Calculated in March 24th, uh, 1985. Did you do the inflation on those? Uh, I did not.
0: Man, you are just slacking. <laughs> I know. It's been a long time, but I
1: completely forgot. I spaced on it. Uh, and its gross USA was uh, $25.7 million. Uh, this was directed by Michael Schultz, who also directed Grease Lightning in 1977, Car Wash in 1976. And he's also uh, directed a couple episodes in Arrow. Once Upon a Time and Black Lightning.
0: Some good TV shows there. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, the writing credits. Uh, so this was written by uh, uh, Luis Vinostra, uh who also wrote Grey's Anatomy and Bird on a Wire uh, in 1990. Huh. Uh, tech Specs. We're looking at a runtime of an hour and 49 minutes. So, average movie length, Uh, sound is Dolby, Uh, this movie is in color, aspect ratio is 1.85 by one, Uh, the camera they used to film was a camera, panaflex, camera, uh, yeah, camera, panaflex, camera, and lenses by Panavision. Negative format, 35mm, printed film format, 35mm, and now off to the awards. (laughs) Boy, this star-studded, you know award so, <laughs> list is amazing isn't it <laughs> we have uh they were nominated for a golden globe for the best original song in motion picture written by uh, uh Diane Warren which was song Rhythm of the Night uh then we have some awards for the Razzie awards <laughs> the in 1986 old the old Razzies um so they were nominated for uh, there was two songs that were nominated for Worst Original <laughs> Song. Uh, one of them being The Last Dragon by Norman Whitefield so and terrible. Bruce Miller. And then the other one being Seventh Heaven uh, by Bill Wolfer and Vanity. Uh, and I wanted to take some time to dive into the Razzies. Uh, so I think it's been a while since I dove into an award. Uh, it's been a while for everything. Yeah, exactly. So um, the Razzies, are, they first came out in... Uh, did I not write that down? Really? I know, I know. <laughs> look at this deep dive it's you put the, in, it's folks. The one. <laughs> I, I did this very last minute. I'm not going to lie. Uh, okay, I'll I look at up you um, keep So that was the one thing I didn't write down. But Okay, so what is hilarious about the Razzies is uh, this was co-founded by uh, UCLA film graduates and film industry veterans, John J.B. Wilson, uh, Moe Murphy, and basically they hosted the very first Razzie in their living room. Yeah. Um March
0: thirty-first,
1: nineteen eighty-one. There we go. Uh and another really funny thing about uh the Razzies is <laughs> uh Raspberry, obviously Razzie is short for raspberry, which was short for blowing a raspberry, which comes from a cockney rhythm slang, uh where raspberry is short for raspberry tart is rhyming for slang for fart. <laughs> So, <laughs> this it has this whole elaborate thing. <laughs> he just...
0: really did a deep dive on the Razzie.
1: Just the, <laughs> on the, the Razzie. of the, the yeah. word. Um, and then the award itself is like a tiny golf ball, raspberry, uh, painted. Uh, gold it's act- worth it's worth it's no it's it's like it's a fake plastic raspberry. no no but do they
0: actually ship it to the people <laughs> <I think so.
1: laughs> well they they make it cheap so then like they uh the actors feel compelled to accept it it's worth <laughs> is 497 4.97 dollars 97 um <laughs> Here's recipients who have accepted a Golden Raspberry Award, and that includes Tom Green for Worst Actor, Worst Director, Holly Berry, Sandra Bullock for Worst Actress, um, uh, Michael Ferris, J.D. Shapiro for Worst Screenplay, uh, Paul uh, uh, Vereven, Worst Director, and then finally uh, eight-time Oscar-winning Alan uh, McKeon. and then Fifty Shades of Grey producers, Diana uh, Brutini, well, which I thought was hilarious. Um, so those are the ones who actually came in and accepted well, her Well, did you hear about the latest one? No, I haven't. It's for worst co-host of a podcast going to Terrence <laughs> Davis Jr. <laughs> you would accept that. It would be on the shelf in honor. But... Oh, yeah, I would. I, I definitely would. It'd be up on, uh, on my <laughs> entertainment center. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, they have – what's cool is uh, they also have in their whole Razzie Awards, was just worst of all these different categories. They also have the Raz, uh, Razzie Redeemer Award, which is – the Razzie Redeemer Award is presented to a former nominee uh, or winner who has basically made a comeback from a critical or commercial failure. Um, this award was introduced in 2014. Winners include Ben Affleck, Sylvester Stallone, and Mel Gibson. So they got uh, a redeeming... Oh, yeah, and Melissa McCarthy time, and get a Murphy. Roll. So then, basically, they failed hard, and then they came back and made a success. Right that might be the it.
0: best thing about the whole thing. <laughs> they have a redeeming coupon you can do. <laughs> uh,
1: and that's that's uh, all I covered for the Razzies. Um, and then, finally, I have the synopsis of The Last Dragon. A young man searches for a master to help him find the final level and mysterious power... Of The Glow. The Glow. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's great.
0: <laughs> I can already, you can already tell from the way we're talking, there's going to be two totally different opinions on this movie. So, um, so we'll go ahead and talk about the cast, and um, I'm going to give you some of the names that wanted to play the parts or yeah. tried out for the parts, and we'll see if you think they would have been a fit or not. And there are some really, really amazing actors in here, too. So, of course, the lead character... Leroy Green or Bruce leroy, Bruce leroy because he is a big fan of Bruce Lee yeah <laughs> so, let, let
1: me before we start <laughs> any, any further is this a comedy is, this, is or is a this comedy. a this is like or, it was made to be a comedy and it is labeled as a comedy is it labeled as a comedy because I was is, like yeah. it's
0: kind of serious for a minute it's, it's like... absolutely labeled as a comedy <laughs> okay, like, you, can tell, I
1: was... you can tell that this movie does not take itself seriously it was kind of
0: <laughs> crazy you know what I mean all right so the cast you had the main person, like I said, Leroy Green, uh, who also played the Bruce Leroy, was Timak, T A I M A K. I hope I'm saying that right. But here's the thing about him: he never acted before this
1: movie, and I think you can <laughs> tell. I, I, but I think it works for the character. He that's plays. what the,
0: But I mean, that's what the director said because this other guy, Billy Blanks, he was really. He really wanted the part, you know, he yeah. he he was really considered, but they, they went with Time Act because he had never acted before, and that showed the innocence of Bruce Leroy, yeah. you know what I mean? But here's some people that uh, were, were considered to play Bruce Leroy, Roy. you ready? Denzel Washington. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A young Denzel. Wesley
0: Snipes. <laughs> oh, man. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne? He really wanted, he lobbied hard, they said. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And, yes, Mario
1: Van Peebles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There some it's g- funny. It's like, A-list actors, th- man. Those are, those are some actors who uh, went off to do some really amazing action movies. Won a lot of awards doing Absolutely. it, too. And then we
0: have Vanity. Um, she was really the only choice to play Laura Charles. You know, that, that's, oh, yeah. that's who it was written for. Yeah. Then, probably my favorite guy in the whole group, Show Nuff. Show Nuff. <laughs> Nuff. He was the Shogun of Harlem. <laughs> Uh, was Julius J. Carey the third? Off. Then again, Denzel Washington also tried out for him, too. He, he tried out for both okay. parts. All right, uh, Fred Williamson, Jim Kelly, huh. Jim Brown, Ron O'Neill, Billy D. Williams, <laughs> and Carl Weathers. Oh, man. I was like, man, some of these, you know. That's great.
1: Billy D. Williams.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Murney uh, played Eddie Arcadian. He was he was good too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leo O'Brien as Richie Green. Uh, Faith Prince as Angela Varacio, or Rocco. Was that the uh, the the uh, the singer that was always trying to get her videos on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they said that they modeled her after Cindy Lauper, and you could tell <laughs> yeah, because it looks yeah, oh, yeah, they absolutely. got like she's got like the gloves That's on right. the hair and everything, right? Uh, Glenn Eaton as Johnny U. Thomas Aikida as Leroy's Master. Jim Moody as Daddy Green. Mike Starr as Rock. Not the Rock, but just Rock.
1: rock. <laughs>
0: Lisa Loving as Show's Woman Number Three. <laughs> Ernie Reyes Jr. as Ty. Esther Morrow as Mama Green. Keisha Knight Pullman Pulliam, Pulliam, as Sophia Green. Jamal Mason as Roy. BJ Barry as Jackie. Chaz Parliamentary as Hood Number 2. Don't you love it it's like Thug 1, Thug 2? Uh, William H. Macy as J.J. Uh, they said this is one of his first movie roles. Really? Now, as I pointed out to you, wouldn't you say this came out? Oh, uh, 1985. Right. If you remember in our Somewhere More Time episode, he had a small cameo at the beginning that he was uncredited for from 1980. Oh, uh, yeah. So great. he was actually in that, too. But I think this is his first, probably... Uh, what do you call it? accredited movie? Yeah uh, Carl Anthony Payne too, as kid in the pizza shop, <laughs> London Rays as the dancer or as a dancer, and Jeffrey Dawson as a security guard. so I just thought it was funny, but but when they did their casting, they went um they went beyond normal actors, you know what I mean they they yeah. they actually searched out for people that it was different. I yeah. don't know how they describe it like. They didn't really want the acting first. They they wanted to make sure they fit the part that they were going to. That play. makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, but the you could tell from this cast that it was just a melting pot of people. You know, Absolutely, black, yeah. white,
1: um, Chinese. You know, Japanese, uh, and even uh, just just and, and all over this and diverse also in the spectrum of like acting, acting uh, where they are in their career because you have like some who are like who have done movies before and then you have some who this is their first time. So I just thought it was interesting too.
0: Right. Well, and a lot of those there, uh, it could have been a lot of their first times too. Like Ty Mac, I know it was his film debut and I don't even know if he's ever been anything else again.
1: I don't know actually.
0: Right. I don't either. Um, But, uh, I know William HMAC went on to do some things. Uh, I know Ernie Rage Jr. did some stuff. Uh, but you know, you see some, you see some people in there that you recognize their face, but you can't, place. Yeah. Where they were from. You know what I mean? And that happens a lot with me. (laughs) Bad with names. We already know from this podcast, (laughs) you're terrible with names, so I don't see the difference. Alright, let's start talking about the actual movie. So, the whole premise of this is Bruce Leroy. You see him at the beginning, you know, with his master, and he's like... I wanna find you he's he's got like this chart or whatever, he's like I'm trying to reach the ultimate master, find the glow <laughs> and his, But uh do you remember at the beginning when um Leroy's in there and he's doing all them he's cuts training, the yeah. and his and his his uh master shoots the bow and arrow and he's yep. like, Whoa, and he cuts it in half. That was a real stunt. Oh nice He said it took like all day, two hours for him to <laughs> for actually him to get it. Arrow right. out of but that'd be hard. That's great. Yeah, that'd be hard. So What was it you said that he said I'm no longer your master What was (laughs) he going to do Uh,
1: um, No that was like way later in the movie But yeah he does have this hilarious (laughs) line Where uh, he's like uh, He's like I have to catch my plane It's like near the end of the movie um, You know he's leaving his house And he's like oh are you going on a quest for knowledge He's like no I'm going to see my mother in Miami
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we talked about this earlier off off air, but the uh, this movie was considered a critical failure. It said it had a reasonable box office success, but it, it has since become a cult classic hit. Yeah, there. Is, I mean, it's, you can see why it's, it's the definition comic. of a cult classic. <laughs> it, it, it is. Like,
1: it, it's it's it's. Oh, I'll get into that
0: later. Yeah. That's that's. What we'll wrap, I'll wrap it up with that thought. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see here, uh, nineteen ninety seven. Busta rhymes, parried the character shown up in his music video, <laughs> dangerous. That's great. In the mu- in the video the music cuts off and Buster proclaims, "Yo, Leroy, am I not the baddest?" Revelation <laughs> shows first on on-screen speech.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Uh, did you notice that what what they call the uh the set was it Seventh Heaven? Is that it was the Seventh name? Heaven? Yeah. The, do you uh, the, know uh, do you the know, dancing? Do you know what that reminded me of? Huh. Do you remember Soul Train? Uh, you might be oh, too yeah, young yeah, to remember. I do. Yeah. but but when I was young, it'd come on like late Saturday nights or whatever, Friday nights, and yeah, Soul Train. You know, I used to watch it. So, but uh, well, it it was actually built on the Camera Mart stages at Fifty Fourth and Tenth Avenue. Oh, okay. And one day, Diana Ross visited. And asked if she could buy it for her next tour. Oh, wow. I was like, can you imagine <laughs> Diana Ross coming to say, hey, can I buy this? They're probably like, yeah, go ahead. I like this. Can I buy it? Yeah. Um, when uh, this first started, uh, Shonuf, he did not practice any form of martial arts. So this <laughs> is jumped into Really it. do. Really do. And I think it was... a. Uh, I think I read Bruce Leroy. I think that he continued his martial arts training he after did. this. Yeah, if did. I remember right. Uh, <laughs> this movie, man, It just. I'm, you said if you if you have watched this movie, it, it, you you tried to go over these notes, and you just start laughing because of the glow, man. The, I'm, that's all I got in my mind is that glow, glow at the end. The glow. It was like what is going on. Uh, let's see. Okay, under pressure. From trying to cut the budget by two million, director Michael Schultz and screenwriter Luis Venosta sat up all night in a hotel room rewriting the script. Oh, man. When Venosta fell asleep, like Terrence does during this podcast, (laughs) Schultz decided to leave 40 pages of the script while the other guy was asleep. Oh, man. When he woke up, when Venosta woke up the next morning, the pair spent the day recreating the deleted material. Oh, Oh, how mad would you be? Oh, man.
1: That's. Talk about crunch time.
0: I mean, because you probably thought, you know, hey, this is my my moment. This is my, I came up with this scene. And in the middle right. of
1: the night, you just go and delete the whole just thing. Delete it all. Wow.
0: Um, Rhythm of the Night, I know a lot of people have probably heard that song. It went on to number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and um, number one on the Billboard's R&B charts.
1: What I didn't know is that it originated from this movie. I didn't either. But
0: I know the song. I knew Absolutely, the song before yeah. this. And I was like, wait, wait, I know this, you know? So, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> so, you know, I love movie posters. and This one, they said... Uh, some of them had a film featured a long text preamble that said, he's a martial arts master who refuses to fight. He's a Bruce Lee fan who's so sure he's already know that he eats popcorn with chopsticks. His friends <laughs> think he's too serious. His family thinks he's crazy. His and me thinks he's no challenge, but he knows he's a last dragon. <laughs> I mean, that's
1: pretty accurate. <laughs> it's like the whole movie wrapped up on yeah, a movie poster. It really is.
0: But, yeah... I'll tell you my favorite part here in a little bit, but um, do you know that he wore the same jumpsuit that Bruce Lee wore in Game of Death in 1978?
1: Oh, yeah, I talking about the jumpsuit when right. he was training uh, his students? Yeah, right. absolutely. I
0: thought, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty good homage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's you know, the same you know that, something um... I didn't find? I wonder if Bruce Lee watched this or was he dead before now do you know I have
1: no idea I don't know when he passed
0: Terrence come on you're (laughs) slacking look that up see when Bruce Lee died I think he died I mean it's either man it's gotta be right around there don't it maybe a little earlier Uh, let's see here Lee O'Brien is the younger brother of Guy
1: O'Brien, better known as Master and, uh, G, from the pioneering uh, rap group The Sugar Hill Gang. Oh. Um, he died uh, July 20th, 1973. Yeah, so well, quite a bit. Um, that, that outfit he wears, uh, or he, he wore, um, a, cameo, or a lot of people pay homage to that in a lot of different movies. Um, probably one of the notable ones that a lot of people have watched is uh, Kill Bill. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. Yeah. That was an interesting movie on its own. <laughs> so, um, this this movie was shot in only 44 days. Nice.
1: And it shows. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> oh, man. That means they were like, hey, look, we got one, two takes, and we, we got to yeah. go to the next scene.
0: <laughs> uh, Motown uh, released an original soundtrack from the film uh, featuring songs by popular artists including Vanity, Stevie Wonder, Rockwell, L. DeBarge. Uh, DeBarge, I don't know that guy or person or group. Mm. Uh, the Temptations, Cyrita, uh, and Smokey Robinson. Nice, so pretty good lineup. Uh, yeah, not bad. So filming began on April sixteenth, in nineteen eighty four. The locations included the Victory Theater on Forty Second Street, Bernstein's on uh, on Essex, an Oriental delicatessen used with its decor intact, the Harlem Karate Institute. A pizza restaurant in Lower Manhattan, a Chinese warehouse on Walker Street in Manhattan, Super Amusements in Flushing, Queens, and an abandoned wire factory and warehouse at East 118th and East Side Highway in Manhattan. So,
1: if anybody's familiar with those locations,
0: right? <laughs> and if you are a listener of the show and, and you see any of these, please go on our Facebook page and post pictures. I'd love to see what they look like there. I mean, a lot of this stuff could have been tore down, oh, remodeled yeah. by now. You know Something what I mean? New, but, but probably. I just think it was cool. I thought, sure, show enough that this, that they, <laughs> that uh, those were sets, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But they no, were actually actual locations. Right. Right. So here's something I thought you might have covered in your technological aspects, but you didn't. So I'm going to go ahead and say it right here. Do it. Video consultant Charles Anzalone, whose company custom built the video equipment used in the film, said in an interview, we used a $1 million worth of video equipment. And this is what, 1985? Yeah. We used three professional Sony Betacam beta players, the only three of their kind in the world. Oh, wow. Especially developed for this movie. We had to modify the transmission of the video in order to accommodate the filming of the video sections in the film. All that work with Vanity and the Seventh Heaven sequences. This took months of intense research and development. It's a very, very sophisticated for that time period.
1: Uh, I'm surprised it didn't show up in the um, you know in the normal text specs. Cause, right. You know, it just they really kind of just like simplified and they're like, oh yeah, they used a Panavision camera um, uh, when they really just they were using. <laughs>
0: well, stuff. I think it was for the the actual video. You know, that uh, I think it was for the video within the video. You know, what oh, I mean, the, the, gotcha. the yeah. when she was in the seventh heaven doing saying. that yep. song or whatever. So, I thought that was very interesting. Um, this is one of the two theatrical films first released in 1995, directed by Michael Schultz. The other was. Crush, Crush Groove, 1985, never, never.
1: Yeah, Crush Groove was, uh, I think it's first. Was it? Team.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Barry Gordy visited the film set frequently with the entourage of, uh, with an entourage of Motown artists. I thought that'd be cool. Hmm. Um, the Glow. The mystical energy <laughs> that only an advanced master artist could, could. get. <laughs> and you know, the entire time I'm, We'll get to that in a minute. Let me see. Uh, I'll write that down so I remember to say it. <laughs> um, let's see here. This movie is a contemporary urban fairy tale set in New York City. In addition to humor and adventure, film opened new dimensions in music, dance, and martial arts. Yeah, this is something else. You're watching the movie, and Leroy's baby sister. She goes by three names. They got like Lotus Blossom. Yep. Her father calls her Sophia, and her mother calls her Natasha.
1: And you're like, what is going on here? And was it the, the son? He was like, he's like, Just give the poor girl a name. You yeah. Confuse her. Um,
0: in the in the club. This is something I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Ernie Ray's Jr. character gets into an extended fight with his real-life father, Ernie Ray's. I thought that was the senior. Yeah, I thought that was great. And this is one, this will probably top it off. Uh, The UK cinema and video versions were cut by just under two minutes by the BBFC to remove all footage of nunchucks.
1: Really? (laughs) Really. Those are the greatest scenes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Terrence, I'm going to let you start because... (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I really I got to compose my wordy here Because think, I'm not really I, sure well,
1: what I want to say I think partly is, is you, uh, you didn't come into this No one was a comedy I guess Because like that's what it is it, It's a movie that doesn't take itself seriously It doesn't have I mean obviously it's a very just surface level plot Like it doesn't go anything deep But it's just uh, You know it, it took It's capital it, This came out after The Karate Kid and Purple Rain And this was like Let's combine those two and let's just have some fun. You can tell this was made by someone who really like enjoys watching karate movies and stuff like that. And you know this it's it's a hilarious comedy. Now, um, is it a bad movie? Absolutely. I've said it in a previous episode. <laughs> I've said it in a previous episode that you know uh, everybody has a movie that they know is bad that they still enjoy. And this is this is this is my movie that I know is not a great movie, but I still enjoy it. It's corn. It's like, over-the-top corny, but I like over-the-top 80s corny. Like, it's just, it's almost, it's in line with those action films that are just, like, like too corny for their own good. Like, just, just over-the-top explosions and, like, you know, walking away from fires and, you know, all that jazz. <laughs> um, like, I like that stuff. So, this movie, I I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I watched it when I was younger. Um, I watched it yesterday. Uh, still enjoy it. And I just I think it's hilarious. Also, I thought when I was um, watching it, and, uh, and they got the whole glow thing, I couldn't help but think I'm like, ah, so this is where Dragon Ball Z got its inspiration. Well, I was that like, a year later, <laughs> but
0: I was like, I was like, you're watching, and you're like, is this glow even a real thing? You know what I mean? Because his master's like, ah, you reached it. You know, you're, yeah, you, I cannot teach you this. You know, and then finally he says, "Oh, the glow is not something you can find; uh, it's something that comes within you, or yeah. whatever." And I was like, "Oh, then, But the way they did the special effects for the glow, I was That's like, great. "What is this?"
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I guess for the time, it was, it was okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh,
1: so, so are you saying this is a must-watch for the people listening? I think if you like really corny '80s action <laughs> movies, you will like this, um, and it, it, it's. It's it's hilarious. i uh, do come into this knowing it's a comedy and it doesn't take itself seriously. Um if you're not into corny eighties action movies, steer clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> steer way clear. So, you know, um I told you I was really hard on the Breakfast Club, right? Yeah. I mean we both pretty were much were. Um I mean that, that,
1: that's, that's us on this podcast with some people like us are honest about our takes on uh, yeah, these things. Yeah, so. I mean
0: I mean some like it, some not. And um I, I really liked my favorite part of this movie. Well, there's two. I like the little brother
1: Another because one. he, he has great. a crush
0: on that girl, <laughs> and he's and he's like Leroy, you you stupid, <laughs> and he just thinks he's this big. He don't know or whatever. The moves. Yeah, he's like he's the ladies <laughs> got man. a canvas and no paintbrush. <laughs> and he's like Leroy, how could you do this to me? You know, because that lady's all over Leroy. Oh, she looks yeah. at because he protects her. I'm not going into the movie too much, but he yeah. you know, he saves her a couple times and stuff and. But uh, I think my favorite part is when Leroy dresses up like a pizza delivery guy to go to that Chinese warehouse. <laughs> oh, he's, <dead. laughs> he's trying to go see the master. Or what is it the master? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, trying
1: to, he's trying to find the master. Yeah.
0: And they're like, oh, he's back, here. he's back here. And they come find out he's not even there or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a machine. It's <laughs> yeah. printing fortune cookies. He said, what? And so <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that part. But <sighs> the storyline just, it's kind of weird. I mean, it starts off... You, you understand where it starts off with, but I don't think it ever really dove into why Shonuf was...
1: Doing what he was doing. Right. No. He was just... <laughs> he's literally just going around self-proclaiming yeah, he's himself like, I'm the, he's the but, then, of Harlem. but then...
0: And then it never really proclaimed why... Or how he's a show Well, no, him. no, that I understand. <laughs> oh, well, right, but I'm just saying it never really understood why he wanted to go after Bruce Leroy so bad. Oh, because... Uh, I know the one kid in the theater is like, oh, Bruce Leroy could beat you or whatever, but he hadn't really made a name for himself that we know of at that point.
1: They, they kind of allude to it A couple times um, there, There's once in the theater And then a couple other people Mentioned
0: Well he said They're life. dressed up like Raiden From uh, Mortal Kombat You know <laughs> exactly. got that little The big old Chinese hat on or whatever. Right. And I'm like What is going on But uh, so that, I mean, for me, it was hard to um, get into it. I love Show Enough. I thought he was funny. He was he was the movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, I also liked the uh, the lady that was part of Eddie Arcania's thing. Oh she's, yeah, Just because yeah, she's yeah. so she's cringy and <laughs> perfect for that role, you're just like, this is so terrible. Great. Yeah. And that guy's just like he wanted to. He's like, you are going to play my music video. Or this music video yeah, on yeah. your show because I think Vanity or Laura, as they call her, she was wasn't she the one that. Uh, ran a certain The the 7th Heaven thing Where she, she ran, played yeah. music videos too or uh, she,
1: It was a very like Notable uh, Show That would play On TV And um, Pretty much if she played Your music It was the, video, next, big it hit, I the think. next big hit It right.
0: would the next big hit Yeah So I thought she was funny in it Uh that the fight scene at the end, I love that. It was
1: it was it was
0: so so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. A
1: little kid just beating up all the Yeah. Well,
0: and then was it was it? Bruce Leroy locks the kid in the cage, or did Show lock him in the cage? No, no,
1: no. Uh, when when he, so when he's chasing uh, Show um, yeah, he locks his brother in a cage because he's like, I must do this alone. And then he's like, he's like let me out of here.
0: Yeah, and the way yeah. he always talked was like, <laughs> he
1: was he was trying to get that Chinese accent.
0: to like, no. He's always a comic like, I must go alone. And, you know, yeah, just exactly. The whole, his
1: whole speech,
0: you know. Um, is it a movie that I'm going to watch over and over again? No. Would I watch again? Maybe after I watched every other movie in the world that's ever been made, I might give it (laughs) up. I'm kidding. It was, it was okay. It's not a movie. I'm going to rush out and buy the Blu-ray high definition copy or anything. No, I wouldn't either. I love it. But but you know, I do own it because I let you borrow my digital copy. So um, it was okay. I mean, you know, everybody's got their own kind of movies. Um, Like I said, I, I just don't know if, if, Timac was the, the best character for the lead role. Yeah, I think I well, don't I, think I, think his, it's I don't to. I think I think he I think he was a non actor and it shows. Yeah. Um, whereas, based upon some of the car- people that we talked about
1: um, from the movies that they have done. Well, here, I will say this about the movie: like it's, it's charm and everything about this movie is sort of outside of his character. Like uh, for him as a character, I mean, he is painted as a very innocent, kind of bland character, um, even though he's the main protagonist and the story surrounds him. But it's all the the crazy, outlandish, kooky characters around him that really make this an enjoy. Like you know, like you were saying, Shonuff, Eddie the Arcadia. Uh wait a minute. Before you go on brother, there, before I forget this. What
0: was what was the one guy that they come to the dojo, right? Yeah. And he's like I got him. he's like you just got to talk like this. That,
1: he's like, the, he was he was he's probably, probably my the, favorite yes. man. He's
0: but great. The, the, yeah, cuz he's like you just got to ah! scream and yell and make noises. <laughs> <laughs> show like Get him <laughs>
1: On the side. But I, I, do like I love the that end guy. where like when he actually does <laughs> something. He's, he's like, I, so I do not Did you see that? <laughs> like, oh, and then I like when he gets the nunchucks and you're like half expecting him to hit it, but he's actually good with these nunchucks, and yeah. he's just sitting there. Whoa, whoa. I was waiting for a Michael moment where he hits himself in the head with a yeah, them exactly. That's what I was waiting for. But yeah, I like I just
0: forgot about that. that. Was probably the funniest part of the movie. That get they come that in that dojo good. and he's like,
1: oh. He's like,
0: what are you do? He's like, you know, I learned if you scream real loud. If you just pretend you know what you're doing, <laughs> they'll be too scared and they'll run away. Uh, yeah. So hilarious. So if you're looking for a good laugh, and just
1: go in with no expectations. That's watch the best this way movie. to come into this right. movie. Because I didn't, first watched it, I had no idea what it is. I had a buddy. He was like, hey, check out this movie. It's hilarious. And I was like, I'll check it out. I watched it. I super enjoyed it.
0: You know what? I, I didn't even look at the title. I was expecting like a, um, oh, what was his name? Um who was the black martial artist, uh, kind of at Bruce Lee's time? I think he may have even fought Bruce Lee. Are uh, you t- the really, really tall dude? No, th- okay. I know that's I uh, that's the say. basketball player. But I'm talking say. about the like the other guy. Um, um, he was really good, and I loved his movie. And I can't think of his name right now. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue. But I came in there thinking that this is a serious movie. You know, oh, this is gotcha, the Last yes. Dragon. I thought oh, this this guy. He's gonna tear I probably stuff Probably should have up. told you it was
1: comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 20, I had no idea. action comedy. No, I liked it because I had no idea what I was
0: getting into. So I was like, then I was like, oh, well, never mind. This explains why Terence picked it. So I was like, millennial pick. I understand that. Uh, but yeah, it was okay. I mean, it probably went a razzie from me for a lot of stuff. But there were moments I enjoyed in it. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, that that guy, you kind of
1: got a couple chuckles out of it when he went
0: for the master print off them Chinese things. I was like, uh, then why'd you have that that? the whole pizza pizza fight scene was a daddy greens pizza or oh
1: yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, and they come in and mess up the pizza yeah game. <laughs> and they <literally> were <laughs> just standing outside like watching them
0: tear it go through the windows <laughs> and all that and i was like what are you doing uh but yeah
1: so there you have it that is so terrence you got anything to add to this that's pretty much all i got i mean i, I said all i had to say about it um uh it's a fun movie um I know the next one we'll cover will be more serious. <laughs> Are you sure?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so there you have it. Uh, it was, like I said, it's okay. So uh, remember, if you would like to join the Facebook group, we have a lot of fun on there. Uh, the Tragedy of Cinema podcast group on Facebook.
1: I think we're almost at 200 members. Yeah, not over already. 200. Yeah, oh, okay, we're over 200 nice. members already, which and is good. We're, we're, uh, as far as... Um, uh, downloads we we put a post on our facebook group but we're at over eleven, 11 thousand. Right? now so it's pretty awesome and we're like all over the world which is crazy yeah
0: i i, I showed you that like we're over 30 some countries yeah. and i was like i don't even, i didn't know this was a country but we're in it i was like <laughs> so we want to just take a little special moment to say thank you to all our listeners uh we know this COVID 19 has got a lot of people just down yeah. depressed and what better way to stay depressed and listen to this podcast? (laughs) No, but if you're looking for a good chuckle, we hope we put a smile on your face. Uh, this, this episode was one that we could kind of goof off and it's kind of not, there's no major awards won. There's no major actors or actresses and it's
1: just a fun movie. It's just, you know, silly fun time.
0: Right. So, uh, if you have a request of a movie you would like us to cover, um, I know I still got one or two of them that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, that we've got in the rotation, but send us an email at the tragedy of cinema at gmail.com. And we'll, if you would like to come on, we'll, we can set that up. I know we've had a couple of people come on in the past.
1: Yep. Um, so and then uh, also please, uh, Write us a review on iTunes if you have iTunes, um, and we'll read them on the podcast. Right, it's uh, been a while since we had one. Yeah, of those. We, it's been a while since we had one, so you know, send those in. Uh, give us a review. Uh, we'll read it on the podcast. We always enjoy reading those. Or send an email uh, if you want to do it that way. Um, or heck, if you're in the pod, or if you're in our Facebook podcast group, uh, write us a review there. Just tag it as a review, and uh, we'll read it on the podcast.
0: And the uh, um
1: it's gone.
0: I lost my glow. I forgot. <laughs> you lost the glow. <laughs> I lost the glow. I forgot what I was gonna say. It was good. It was a good point though. But I, it just it just went. You ever had that? You got it right there, and you went to go say it. And you're yep, just like in nothing is gone. Just and then it's right. gone. So uh, next episode will be episode 40. nine forty forty. It'll be forty. So even though there's like hundred and twenty episodes, we, we like, yeah somehow we, we, like we like to go on tangents. Um, also, we <laughs> have been starting our Twilight Zone um, episode episodic. Uh, reviews, yeah. Uh, episode by episode, they're, by episode. they're, they're about fun. 15, 20 minutes, if that.
1: And even the episodes are short, so like watch along yeah, with it's us. It's like twenty-five it's, minutes. It's on, like we said in the in our last Twilight Zone episode. Uh, it's on Hulu and Netflix. Right. So, so know, why not watch along? Right.
0: So the next movie we will be doing next week, hopefully. <laughs> you know, we always say next. <laughs> yeah. So I just gonna start saying next episode, not next week, because yeah, you never right. know what' it gonna happen. Then, uh, but the, the, we the are going might get us. <laughs> we are going to discuss. What is considered to be the greatest movie of all time on almost any chart you look at, uh, any awards list, and we are going to look at and the famous
1: Terrence. Is it Citizen Kane?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Citizen so Kane. Um, I'm not going to lie; I've tried to watch it three times, and I I can't get through the beginning. Uh,
1: Cinemagraphic, c- okay, cinema, it's beautiful It is, so I, I I do want to preface this For those who do watch the movies uh, As we, you know, uh, tell you guys What we're getting ready to uh, talk about next um, You have to Come into this knowing that like As a movie itself, the writing uh, It is boring, I'm not gonna lie Like even as someone uh, uh, Who has watched it, um, it It's Sort of uh, All of its uh, the word I'm looking for. Um, fame doesn't come from the story itself. It comes from its cinematography and a lot of the things they do uh, within that, a lot of the special effects they pull off. Because um, well, they do a lot of different things that, that happen for the first time. Um,
0: but it also, I think Orson Welles, or Welles, whatever you want to call him, yeah. uh, he had some real-life beef with some of the... Uh, we'll get into it, but yeah. I think that's why he did this movie is to kind of poke fun at some of the... Yeah. famous people so but we'll get yeah, into that just,
1: next just, week, there's- you have to kind of watch the movie under a different lens so you have to like be thinking about sort of the shots some of the special effects they're doing um other things like that because that's where it's uh, the you know quote unquote like masterpiece of it lies uh, that's its magnum opus so to speak but like uh as far as the story itself um it's 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 a, it's a drag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. There's now that they'll never listen to this podcast again. You were supposed to say that till next week. So, well, there you have it. Uh, be on the lookout for more twilight zone episodes coming. Um, and citizen Kane, uh, sometime in the near, very near future. Yep. And I think that's a wrap on this episode and And cut. cut.